Hello and welcome back to Fintech Focus TV with me, Toby Babb. Today, I am absolutely delighted to introduce you all to Harry Scola over at Task Guide. Harry, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Very good indeed, thanks. Very good indeed. Listen, great to have you on the show. Uh, Task Guys are, are, are regularly, uh, have regularly been on Fintech, Fo Fintech Focus TV over the last few years. Again, the business has just been extraordinary in its growth and, and uh, taken loads of plaudits. We'll be talking a little bit later on about you being a top 1% workplace in the uh, financial technologist. There's been loads and loads of good stories coming out, coming out of the business. But for those who haven't seen Phil and the rest of the team on, on, on an episode before, Harry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about Task Guys and what you guys are doing at the moment. Yeah, sure. Um, so Task Guys founded back in 2012 uh, by John O'Hara, Phil Slavin. Uh, Phil's been on a couple of your programs before. Um, so John, 20 years experience in the uh, technology sector within uh, investment banking, one of the inventors of AMQP and helped create FPML um, whilst he was at JP Morgan. Phil, on the other hand, uh, worked in both the buy side, sell side for Jordan Fidesa. And then they put their heads together and founded TaskWise. Been live since 2016, so five years now, um, almost to the day. Um, live with 400 clients. Um, Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, deeply integrated with uh, a number of the top global buy and sell side um, organizations, which is fantastic. And the product itself, um, it's, it's grown a hell of a lot since its first inception since Go Live in 2016. So um, it's grown to really build out for the industry all of the different features it needs. I think that's one of the key things with you guys. I mean, every every time I talk to or, or have task guys on the show, we're talking about more clients and more success. So it becomes something there, which was, you know, one of its very first episodes was just getting our first clients on board and, and doing a good job with all of those. Now it seems like it's almost an inevitable necessity uh you know within the industry and as that product's evolved and more things have been coming in the customer listening i think is always a feature of task guys yeah. tell us a little bit about the, you know, the, the sort of real value adding and why, why that continues to happen how task guys becomes a, a you know one of these these uh um i think i think phil and i were talking about it last time about it. it's an it's an inevitable product now it's something there which you feel you have to feel you have to have which is a great position over a relatively short position to come through to that wasn't it yeah, exactly that. I think when people first see the product actually being used, um, creating their first task guys bubble, um, which is essentially a, a ticket um, that you can create in your organization and bring other organizations into, and the speed at which you get the responses, you actually can connect with other organizations. It really does give that wow factor. Um, I've done demos in the past to people that have actually not been able to join. They've had to reschedule over and over and over again because they've been on hold to their mm. counterparty sitting there going, no, oh, I should be in a, this training demo with task guys, but oh, I need to get this solved first. And it's the, it's the old analogy of the person pushing the cart with the square wheels and someone standing next to them with a the round wheel saying, yeah, yeah. Try this. and they go, we haven't got time. We've got to get this cart up the hill. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where in reality, they actually took the square wheels off, put the round ones on. That's what task guys is trying to do. And it is, as you said, it is going to become inevitable. Love that and love that analogy with it. And Harry, tell me a little bit about your role there. What are you doing in, in, in your team? So I head up the client delivery team, essentially one of the, the core teams within the company 
face off to the clients, face off internally to just about every department. So we are responsible for onboarding all of the clients. That could be one of the small tier four organizations all the way up to the global uh, organizations that we've got on board. So with the small clients, we're trying to make that as seamless as possible for them. It's kind of a click and play. They just want to sign up, have access to task guys and get on resolving queries. When we talk about some of the large organizations, these are multifaceted projects that we're going to have to really sit down and work with the client with. Uh, there might be deep integrations with their internal systems. They might want to take data, put it into their data lakes. Um, so take data from within task eyes, put it into their data lakes. Um, they might want to set up SSO skim, skim being the, the integration with their internal access system. So Active Directory, for example. So we, we were essentially responsible for all of those different areas, those core areas within client delivery. But then we then face off to the other departments. So when we are speaking to clients and we're talking to them about the product, they might turn around and say, oh, it would be really useful if we could do this. And we just get some general feedback. Other clients have a lot more of a rigid type of feedback process whereby we actually do commissioned work to help get the product up to speed within their different departments. Fantastic, isn't it? And I think you know, when you talk about that volume of client growth in terms of, I mean, you've been there since relatively early days as well, haven't you? And uh, we've seen the business sort of grow and expand along that sort of time. With all those challenges, as you say, the difference between some of the larger organisations and some of the smaller and, and the various different levels of it, part of something you know, like Task Guys is all about reducing friction and making it easy for that sort of onboarding to, you know, to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I always you know, it's, it's like that swan analogy, isn't it, of gliding across the surface and seeing yeah. the, the legs going 10 to a dozen under, underneath the, the water. You're responsible for the legs going 10 to a dozen underneath it, making that, that whole thing uh, as easy as possible for it. What are some of the, the, the ways that you've achieved that in your team? Um, a number of different ways, different technology advancements within the company. Um, so before it used to be a very manual process to go out, literally sending Excel files saying, can you fill these out? Can you, we'll then take them in, we'd manually do the, the swan legs kicking around, processing it, passing it over to the operations team who do similar type activities, all very manual or very slow. So now it's clients can sign up online, data's fed straight into our internal systems. We do some KYC checking just to make sure you obviously you are who you say you are. Um, click a couple of buttons and the client can go live. It is really just trying to evolve that technology internally. So on the product roadmap, for example, we do have additional tasks to actually keep increasing that process. Um, and that's just the, that's just the technical onboarding piece. We also have another area, which is actually the, the, the user onboarding as well. Mm. So when they first sign up, they get the automated welcome email to say, oh, hi, welcome to Task Guys. But now we're actually implementing a system that's going to, when they first log in, give them in-app walkthroughs allow them to train online remotely. So it helps with our scalability as well. And all of that will be linked to a newer help site that we're going to have as well in early uh, 2022. Love that. And, and it's particularly like the thought process there about making it easier and easier for people to do that and how you can keep on evolving that. And look, change management's a massive part of all this, isn't it? And, and you know, we're seeing more and more evolution of tech in the space, you know, it, it accelerated, particularly over the last 18 months at levels we haven't seen arguably ever, um, you know, despite the sort of rapid expanse of tech at various different ages. Tell us a little bit about, you, you know, how that's been happening and your views in that, on, on that sort of subject. Yeah, so I think change management is definitely one of the, the, the harder aspects to try and overcome. Um, you speak to clients and some of these people have been working in operations for 
20, 30 years doing the same thing in the same way that whole time. You go in there and like I said, with the, with the wheel analogy, you show them this nice round wheel and they go, sorry, I, I don't have time to look at this new way of working. I've got things to do. I need to sit here on the phone, send in my emails and I just need to keep churning through this work. Mm. Wait and then wait till six o'clock so I can go home. It's trying to overcome this with not just a gut feel, not just a sales pitch, but with facts and figures. Turn around and say, we've actually had previous organizations in similar departments that have increased their efficiencies threefold, that have had responses from their counterparties within five minutes, 70% within five minutes. These types of facts and figures make people stop and sit up and listen. Giving them those, those facts, figures, those similar use cases, it does help people to engage. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's winning hearts and minds, isn't it? And I think you do that by, you know, trust being built through evidence and confidence being built through, through evidence. And that sort of, you know, that, that sort of data that you're able to provide on that, I think, so, you know, it becomes, becomes absolutely compelling to, you know, to get to that sort of stage. I find it really interesting what you say there about people just getting busy in work. You know, we get, we sit, get, sit there and, uh, and, and it's just the way it's always been done is how we do it. And we're too busy to actually then look at how we can improve that, that scenario. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the big things that we've seen as a trend over the last year or two has been the sort of drive for efficiency. Mm-hmm. Drive for speed you know, has probably been a na- the nature of the tech industry in, in finance for you know, two decades. But with speed becomes you know, efficiency at the same sort of time. How can we make this as, you know, as easy a process as possible to make things? Uh, and I love, you know, I haven't actually thought of the... Uh, the square wheeled analogy and quite that same sort of thing, but I love that. I'll take that away for it. <laughs> away with me for sure. Part part of all of this is look, sometimes it can be taken for granted what Task Guys has done and how, you know, and, and, and it is extraordinary. I say it every time we speak to you guys is what, what you're achieving and what you're doing. I think it's been, been great. A lot of that has been down to, you, you talked about the sort of skill of that founding team, you know, that founding team and the experience of the founding team, but then also you've been able to sort of grow and bring in, you know, uh, more and more great talent all the yeah. way through to the, to the business, which is, you know, fundamental to a successful company, which is a soapbox I always stand on uh, for obvious reasons in the recruitment side of my job. But I also think, look, that there's, it, you know, over the last uh, couple of years, it's become more and more difficult to stand out as an employer. It's been more and more difficult to attract the best talent to your industry as there's a, you know, a boom in companies all, all fighting and scrambling for the same people. Task guys, I think, have always been able to, to sort of get, give a good story. Uh, Financial Technologist magazine's just named you as one of the top one one percent workplaces. Within that, you were highly commended as one of the best leadership teams to work for, in, you know, in the in the sector, which is massive. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about that, and and you know, first and foremost, I'll ask you the big question about what why it is that Task Guys is such a great place to work and why it's able to attract the talent that it does. Yeah, it's, I think I think I think all of what you said is very true. Um, the the management team is homegrown. So I think that helps to really bed in almost, and I, I think I said it in the, the interview I had with you before, but that family feeling that actually yeah. we are all in this together. It isn't someone's been dropped in from above and said, right, you now need to do this without really understanding why Task Guys is who they are. I mean, we, we, we've come such a long way. I think I mentioned it at the beginning. Since we first went live in 2016, we've come a huge way with the platform, with the organisation. We've got... A, a lot of people that have actually stayed from the very beginning. I think um, I think there's a core of about perhaps 10 to 15, maybe even 20 people that have been here since practically the very beginning. They've grown with the company. And yeah, like I said, the, 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 the management team is now homegrown. We've got 
the head of product, Keyshan. He has been here since the very beginning. He was taken as a graduate from RBC by John O'Hara. Wow. Um, oh, so, so, yeah, exactly that. So, John's known him for a very, very long time. Um, Mark J, who's our CTO, he's been here from uh, the very beginning. Myself, I've been here from the very beginning. Obviously, Phil Slavin, Ricardo Sanchez. There's, there's lots of names in this management list that have actually been here for a huge amount of time. Simon yeah. actually was here at the beginning, left and came back. It's, yeah. it's a sign that the company obviously has great credentials. It's a great place to work. We just recently had a um, Christmas party, which was a fantastic event. It's a chance to actually see each other. And we all stood up and we got to talk to each other and present one in front of, in front of one another. And at no point do you feel nervous that you need to say certain things in front of certain people to try and prove that you are worthy of working in the company because people do this just through their output, their dedication and making sure that stuff gets done. We, we all lean on each other to make sure that the company keeps pushing forward. Yeah, I love that. And, and, and I think there's so much to be said, isn't there, from that organic growth um, yeah. and not just sort of parachuting leadership in left, right and centre, but to give and, and develop. And people are looking for that, that what's the story of growth and how do you keep, you know, retain people in the space as if they're seeing progression. And when you look left and right in that business and, and are constantly seeing people who've moved through that and gone on that journey, that becomes incredibly aspirational for people to see when you keep on seeing about the the uh, number of new client wins that you guys are talking about. When you look at all those different things, it becomes a very compelling story to do it. But in that leadership piece you know, there with a junior team and homegrown, I say junior leadership team, but a team there that's been homegrown, there's lots of challenges around that. But it seems that you guys have always excelled at being able to sort of step up and, and take that journey together. And part of that, you know, that special ingredient, I guess, has been a lot about the communication that you guys do. Over communication is a, is a well-trodden tactic. And, it, and you, you, know, you read uh, you know, any sort of leadership book and they'll talk about the importance of communication. But you guys seem to have nailed that down. Tell us a little bit about what's, what works for Task Guys in that, in that remit. Sure. So I think um, you're, you're totally right. The, the, the communication aspect is vital. There, there's obviously a fine line with flooding someone with all the information that you think is needed versus taking the key pieces out and saying, this is what you need to know and make sure it's shared to the relevant people. So each day, uh, the management team will actually get together for half an hour just to make sure that everything's aligned, make sure that if there's any fires, we put them out as quickly as possible. If we're going to fail, we fail fast. Um, and if there are any successes, if there are any areas that we should be investing more time and energy, we could do that. We focus on it. Um, it's some may argue that half an hour each day is a lot of management time, but actually it speeds us up because yeah. because of the extra communication, because I now know that the product team uh, are working on X and the development team are working on Y, I now have better vision, better understanding of what's going on. So that when I turn around and have my team meeting with my team, I can actually turn around and say, as a summary, they're doing X and they're doing Y and give them the, the next version down to help spread the information that's needed make sure that everyone's on the same page. So yeah, as I said, I, I have a daily team meeting with my team. It's only 15 minutes, but it allows people um, to, to have the communication spread, but also it's a chance for people to interact. It's yeah. a part to make sure that we are working from home. If I sit at home all day without having a meeting with anyone, without speaking to you, I'm going to sit there tapping my fingers thinking, all oh, right, okay, well, I might take a, an extra long lunch or I might just go and browse the internet because you don't feel that sense of, community camaraderie and you actually think well what 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 is it that i'm that i'm actually trying to do today you lose that kind of sense of you are at work and you are trying to get stuff done and it's a chance just to socialize as well 
I mean, my 15 minutes with my team, we bring a cup of tea, we sit down. It's, it's a time to socialise. It's a time to say, is everyone okay? Yeah. Then is anyone feeling slightly unwell? Because we are still living in the world of COVID. So, no, it's, it's a great opportunity to, yes, spread communication, but also to spread that, that social interaction as well. That's really important, isn't it? What you just uh, touched on there was was about the investment of that time to speed things up, you know, further further down. I, I've you know, I'm a big believer in in morning stand ups. I'm a big believer in getting people together and spreading messages and in, you, know, you know, working on all that sort of stuff. But I know there's also been people saying, well, I could that's 15 minutes I could be doing X or Y or Z. More often than not, that's that 15 minutes that gets wasted just with with nothing in that sort of time 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 during it. But I think if you're if you're really deliberate with that that time and you're thinking about what it's going to be used used for it absolutely speeds things up it's you know it does make you more efficient and and uh you know i think you know, executions and the planning right and and the more stuff you can do to to really push that that together the more uh, efficient you become you know going back back to that important word as, as, as a team and as in a business i think one of the one of the other things that really stood out when we were talking so so um but, you know part of the financial technologies is doing interviews and, and then passing it over to the judges to then make their call on it and one of the things I loved about us talking and really stood out to me was that that's you know whilst you were talking about communication, I don't think loads of people talk about listening yeah. uh, and the importance of individualising and and, uh, and and creating that time, creating that space, creating that forum to actually listen to what the team is saying and, and understand their challenges and their ideas and their hopes. And I think that's something which you guys really stand out on. What are some of the what are some of the things that have really worked for you in you know, with that as a as a sort of leadership um, skill set? I guess I, I think I think one of the the, the key things is that we're all very aware that it's a safe space. There are no wrong ideas. There are no stupid ideas. It is a case yeah. of having the confidence to turn around and say, has anyone thought about this? Or what are we doing about this? Because it's suddenly just flagged up on my radar. And taking that back down to your teams as well and saying, guys, is there anything that you want to raise? And we have skip level meetings whereby my team will actually speak with John O'Hara and now Phil Slavin uh, once a month to just voice questions, voice concerns, and and allow them to also get FaceTime. I mean, when when I hire anyone, especially when I hire graduates, I say to them, I've gone, you you all get FaceTime and with the CEO, and he will know you who you are. He will know he will know who you are very personally in a quite an intimate level. Um, was at the Christmas party and he was sitting next to one of the graduates. And you just think there's not many other organizations that you could join that would actually give you that opportunity where you're going to be sitting with the CEO and he'll care about you and he'll care about your, your development, your personal growth. Um, and I think showing that at all levels from the CEO all the way down, it really does give you that confidence to put ideas forward, to make sure that your voice is heard and not just sit there in, with a, with a frustra- sense of frustration because the thing you want changed, no one's listening to and you're doesn't matter how loud you scream, no one's going to listen. It's you only have to just raise it as a talking point and we'll discuss it. If, if other people think it's a good idea, well, let's continue discussing it. If there's other rationale as to perhaps you weren't quite privy to one point of point of view and you didn't, or you might, perhaps you misunderstood what it was that you're actually discussing, then maybe then, okay, fine, we, we can end it there. Um, but it is, it's, it's one of those things that Task Guys is a safe place to work it's a it's a place of idea creation we recently just had a hackathon before our christmas party so we broke out into four teams and it was a case of one let's try and generate some new ideas but two let's also go back to that social aspect that communication aspects let's go and meet other people from different teams 
especially now that we're obviously all working from home. It's not often that perhaps the sales team will be speaking with the development team. You know, it's a great opportunity to regroup and actually form that cohesion between everyone in the company. I think that's brilliant, isn't it? I love, I love that that sort of focus you guys have got on cohesion, and and uh, and you're right. It's completely underestimated that, isn't it? The sort of access to you know to you know, to senior to senior people that people get. You forget that in you know, certain organisations, the you know the leaders can be you know, this sort of mythical and and far off creature that sort of exists in a in a, in a boardroom many many miles away. Yeah. Uh, but actually, I think that that sort of value, um, and you know, unpacking it further when you talk there about the, the sort of you know, safe place and psychological safety. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is that founding part there to make people, you know, feel part of something? And if you look at generations of graduates coming through and what they're looking for is that sort of involvement, that autonomy, that trust, and that, but also that sort of growth. And I think that's something which you guys have have, have absolutely nailed on, which does make it, you know, a, a superb place to work. Uh, Harry, we mentioned it before. We gave the giveaway of the tree to to say that we're filming this at the end, you know, towards the middle to end of uh, of December. Uh, and we'll probably be airing it sort of early in the new year in, in, in January 2022. 2022, as you highlighted beforehand, has got massive opportunity and I imagine it's going to be another really big year for, for Task Guys. I'm going to ask you two questions to, to round things off on. Number one is, is what do we have in store at Task Guys and what's going to be some of the interesting stuff that you guys are up to in the year ahead? What should we be looking out for? And number two is give us some, some ideas about things that we should expect in the industry. What are going to be some of the big themes um, that you predict crystal ball out uh, about what we can expect to see in 2022 across the industry? Sure. Um, so I'll start with the industry. There's obviously the CSDR penalties appeal uh, regulation coming through uh, in February. We are currently building that out. So we're working very closely with uh, Euroclear to make sure that they have a framework and a tool for their clients to actually raise appeals um, and disputes with them. Uh, so that, that's going to be coming through, uh, which then ties straight in with hopefully the crystal ball of uh, onboarding circa 800 more clients um, because of that regulation. Um, so if it, if it all goes uh, well, we're hoping that by the middle of the year, we'll have another 800 clients on top of the 400 already. So incredible. yeah, incredible. Uh, with, with, the, with the aim then that obviously if they're using task guys for their CSDR penalty appeals, that we can actually then speak to them and actually get them to use it for all the other workflows that we offer. The uh, CSDR buy and trade reporting that's been pushed out, um, but when that does come back round, and it will, um, then hopefully we'll already have those clients on board to be able to then also deal with that as well. Other things that are coming through, we've got uh, a number of integrations. So to think about the product roadmap, we've got another uh, number of product integrations with um, some of the, the high street name tools that other organisations use. Um, so Microsoft Teams to name one um, we've also got uh, on the sales point of view we've got a number of large um, tier one organisations hopefully pen to paper in uh, early Q1 um, that will obviously be bringing a lot of work my way but nothing better than a good challenge <laughs> you're ready <laughs> yeah that's it um, so no there's, there's, there's going to be a hell of a lot going on the, the, the client side um, also always brings the um, product roadmap to, to the forefront as well. As I mentioned earlier, when a large organization comes in, they start using the platform. It usually works for 90, 95% of their needs. There's usually that 5%, either a small tweak to something. They say, oh, can you, can you also add this for us? Or in some, in some cases, there's a complete different use case. And they say, we need a larger piece of work. Can you help us do this? Um, and I think the best thing with our clients, and it's a bit, it's a bit like kind of the theme I've had the whole way through is, 
it's not an, an us and them. It's it's a real collaborative thing. We almost partner with these organisations, the, the vanguards, the cities, the, these clients that we that we're actually really integrated with. That they're they're now putting us into their internal systems, their reporting systems. We're building specific features for them. Uh, you would have seen the city press release come out recently. We're we're working across um, in different regions with Vanguard. And they, they do see us as a holistic approach for problem solving. So I think through 2022, it's going to be solidifying those existing partnerships, but also, as I said, the sales pipeline, bringing through those large organizations as well, um, recreating. It's essentially a case of what we've already done, do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again with all of these other organizations and really... To the very first point we made, make us inevitable. It is going to happen. We we are the, the, the tool of choice for these large organizations. And they, they want to use it with all of their counterparties. So um, all of the other all the other firms that are sitting there with, with the contracts in front of them, I, I do foresee that they, they end up signing. It's such an exciting thing. And, and this is why I love having Task Guys on the show, because every single time it's a similar sort of, you know, sort of story. And, and every single time we, we sort of follow up on it, it's happened. Yeah. Um, which is which is so unusual. There's a lot of uh, you know chat and aspiration that you speak about to, to, you know, to a lot of companies about, but it's been every year for about the last last four or five years that that uh, you guys have come on the show, uh, and every single time we're seeing progress and we're seeing growth and we're seeing new new areas and we're seeing response. Most importantly, to what the customers are saying, where the opportunities are in the marketplace, and to me, it's always been those companies who are able to sort of identify issues and and. Uh, and and provide the solutions to them to really help companies out that, that have thrived and, and, and you guys are, are, are absolute ambassador for that so harry look I'm, I'm so pleased that everything continues to go apace for, for you and the team if anyone sat here thinking right well, i need a bit of that in my life and uh, need to need to find out a bit more uh how should they get in touch with you how can they find out a little bit more sure so the, the website taskwise.com on there huge amounts of information about the products um about how to get in touch with the sales team it also gives you an opportunity to sign up directly. Um, so either as one of the free packages sponsored by a organization um, or to go straight into a direct package as well. Um, so all the information is on there. And hopefully by the time this goes out, it will be the nice new shiny websites that we're currently having commissioned. Very exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Mm-hmm. Harry, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Send my love to everyone at the team. And, and uh, I love hearing about the uh, the, the rise and rise of a brilliant company keep up the good work uh, and i'm looking forward to seeing what what uh, what 2022 has in store for you all uh thank you for coming on the show yep lovely thank you very much toby really appreciate it and thank you all for watching we will see you soon on another episode of fintech focus tv thanks a lot mm-hmm.